the lobotomy scenes are you know disturbing and it ended up with me googling lobotomies just to make sure they weren't still going on <laughs> so I, I don't know how much we know about the brain nowadays but to think that back then they were just lobbing bits of people's brains out yeah it's beyond comprehension that they're able to do this welcome back to geek sweat i'm king dom and i am joined today by jay hello everyone hi dom hi jay good to have you back with us and we are also joined by Stephen. Hello. So last time, Stephen, you were with us and yes. we were talking about the show Bates Motel, which is a kind of prequel to Psycho, albeit yes. set in the present day. Yes. And we're continuing the theme of American TV series that are prequels to classic films with the iconic characters from those films or at least one of the iconic characters by talking about ratchet so before we get into ratchet in too much detail are you familiar with the character of nurse ratchet from one flew over the cuckoo's nest jay i am not no i am not i've heard about the film i've just never watched it okay so you were coming to this afresh yes i am Okay, that's good to know. And I'm Stephen, a wretched I'm... virgin. You're okay, re- that sounded oh. weird, but <laughs> let's go with that. <laughs> oh, man. Why is it that it always falls flat with you? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's what um, I'm not even going to go there. Okay, so Stephen, um, <laughs> I'm, guessing, I'm guessing you're not a virgin in the ratchet sense. No, I've, I have seen one of the cookies nest, yes. So we've got this character, Ratchet, who I don't know if you agree with me here, Stephen, but like in the original one flew over the cookies nest, she's almost the embodiment of like everything that's wrong with the system in one person. Yes, she is. Yeah, yes, she's, she's a good example of the banality of evil. Mm. So when, when you say everything wrong with the system, what's, what's the system? What, what system are you talking about? You're talking about the health system? You're talking about the hospital or medical system? What system? Any system that puts people, um, that makes people vulnerable to people in power. Um, so kind of psychiatric nurses, which Nurse Ratchet is. She's kind of, she's head of the, of the uh, wards, I think, in um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And she's kind of like a, a minor sadist. <laughs> the thing about this is I don't really see why the TV series needs to be a prequel to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. In the, uh, well, it, Okay, it, can't, wait, hold that thought for just a minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jamie, are you missing any? Did you feel like you were missing anything in terms of explanation? No, not really. Um, but it's interesting you say that like she's a... Sado, um, you know, and she's head of the ward. In the TV series, it it was almost like there was a very fine line between um, she had a, a humanity about her as well. You know that you know the whole angel of death essence of her character, which you don't get from what Stephen just said, where she's just a Sado. And she's head of a ward, and she's pure evil. In in the in the series, 
it didn't seem like there was an evilness there. It was more like a, yes, she was conniving. Yes, she was manipulative. She's probably the reason for all men to, you know, avoid women. Um, but I didn't get the Sado part. I didn't get right. the... That, that's, that's interesting. I mean, that was my thought about the film versus the TV show. So it's good to have that confirmed. So you were saying, Stephen, that you didn't think the TV series needed to be a prequel to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest to exist. No, because, I mean, the whole point of Nurse Ratchet in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is that she is so ordinary and banal, and and yet her, um, uh, the way she runs that ward and the way she treats people is the perfect embodiment of the banality of evil and that, you know, that um, normal people can do terrible things just... It being doing the same job, I mean, she's obviously now, you know, she's done that job and she's a cynical practitioner of, uh, you know, uh, in mental health. Um, but this this TV series, she's, I mean, I, I, I don't see why she needs any more explanation. Um, they could she have, doesn't they, really. If we're no, talking no. about the, the ratchet of one flew over the cuckoo's nest, any yeah. explanation is going to diminish her. Exactly. So, I mean, this series could have concentrated on a completely different psychiatric nurse. And and then, of course, and that would give you the um, bonus that there's some jeopardy in her character because we know from watching this that she ends up, still ends up working in the 70s in um, <laughs> One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. So we know that she survives. Although, is this really going to be like that sort of prequel? Because they're so different in style. That's the other thing. They're so different in style as a film and a TV series. They're not, it's, they're not like linked. They're not, they don't seem of the same. They're not, they're not, it's not the same style being used. Without kind of artsy. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, but one third of the cookies nest is kind of, it's kind of realistic and very downbeat and very. Mm. Well, it's got that very 70s style overlapping dialogue zooms. In fact, it's possibly the best ever example of that style. Whereas the inspiration for the TV series seems to be film noir. Um, yeah. Vertigo is a film they kind of cannibalised quite a bit for the colour palette and certain shots. And also, I mean, she arrives in the town with a shining type um, helicopter shot. Mm, yeah, I got that too. Motel with a psycho type shot. There's um, there's a Silence of the Lambs, um, obvious kind of... Um, in the design of the the cell in um in the the music, the music's yeah. very the very music psycho. Yeah, um, violin kind of, and yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and it's so very different from the style of one flew over the cuckoo's nest. It, it seems odd to me. Is it better? Do you think? What do you mean better? The style. Do you prefer one style over the other, or? Um, well, not really. I mean, it, it depends on, on the, the subject matter, I think, and, and how much the actual show entertains you. But it, it just seemed weird to have a prequel to a film which is done in a certain style and do it in a completely different style. Um, you thought there would be some sort of kind of stylistic, um, you know, uh, yeah, I, like um, some kind be... of overlap. So you know, yeah, like handheld yeah, exactly. camera yeah. jump cuts, overlapping yeah. dialogue, something to link it to that seventies like New Hollywood that. style of the original. Yeah, it was like let's do a prequel of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, but like do it in a pantomime style. 
And um, <laughs> it was very much that. I mean, if we're talking about the two different styles of the film versus the TV series, I guess it has yeah. to be said that the film is the very best example of that style. Okay, yeah, and yeah. The TV series is not the very best example of a kind of classic film noir style at all in any way. But the, looking at it then, it, it's not like they went for the film noir style. So is there even a comparison in the style? Because they're not yeah, going for film noir. It reminded me of Coen Brothers films, especially a film like Barton Fink or... Um, you know, something about a kind of film set in the past. Yeah. It's kind of cartoony, isn't it? Yeah, especially with that Hitman plot and um, all the kind of the, uh, um, what's called it, Salome plot. Yeah. Uh, Actually, do you know what it reminded me of? Um, It reminded me of the Warren Beatty version of Dick Tracy. It's like that level of cartoony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this isn't to say I didn't enjoy it because I, I kind of did and I raced through it. Uh, it wasn't one of those, um, uh, like, uh, like last month we watched The Serpent, and although I really ended up loving The Serpent, and especially the um, the great uh, detecting, um, it was I was kind of conscious as I was watching it that, oh, I've got another two episodes to go. Whereas this, I kind of zipped through, and I wasn't really thinking about how long I had left. It was kind of fun. I had fun watching it. Well, some of it is fucking gruesome. <sighs> <laughs> but you like gruesome yeah it's just i don't know the i mean the, obviously the lobotomy scenes are you know disturbing and it ended up with me googling lobotomies just to make sure they weren't still going on <laughs> it's like I, I don't know how much we know about the brain nowadays but the thing that back then they were just lobbing bits of people's brains out yeah it's beyond comprehension that they're able to do this. They had that operation that was like very complex, and then they found a quote unquote easier way to do it with the ice pick, which actually happened. And is the easier way progress, or is that worse that it became so easy to do it? It was disturbing. I, I was worried after after that after the scene of like this, and the kid they lobotomized that kid. Uh, mm. That that was really tragic. Um, yeah, I mean that was horrifying. Uh, yeah, um, and, and, and it's true history as well. And actually, yeah, yeah. in the um, in London, the old operating theatre by Guy's Hospital, if you give that a visit, it's really interesting because they've got the yeah. old operating theatre and it looks very similar to what you see in the film, but just smaller. Um, yeah, that is worth a trip. It is. It is really interesting. But, yeah, I, I knew about lobotomies and stuff like that before this film anyway, so it was kind of like, oh, yeah. <laughs> For me, it was high hum. <laughs> but I can't imagine for you guys, it might be like, oh my God. No, I do remember I read an article about a real life American surgeon who might have invented the technique with the ice pick or popularized it. And he would literally do it as a sideshow in mm. public. Yeah. And I believe there was a interview with um a man who'd survived lobotomy and well i mean they all survive but um he'd somehow managed to emerge with more normality than some but um it still left him with memory loss confusion blinking because they like severed some nerves yeah but that's what you know the lobotomy in those days was it was based it really essentially was stick a stick in and 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 stir your brain around like porridge 
or part of your brain like porridge and just break up the bits. No, well, one of the um, Kennedy's, um, JFK's sister, she was lobotomized. Um, and yeah, disastrously like, so, because she was yeah, functional yeah. before that and basically incapacitated after. So, I mean, Jamie, obviously you're aware of that history. Did you think this program was the right context to introduce that? Because the program itself is quite campy. And is there a disconnect, no pun, well, between the lobotomies <laughs> and the campiness? Well, I mean, I, I think that, you know, it's supposed to be a thriller drama, isn't it? So it kind of adds to that. I mean, for, for people, um, for example, like Stephen, who have never, um, who don't know the history of lobotomies and things like that, it is it is going to be kind of like a, a spine-chilling experience to watch. So I, I think, you know, I think, I think it added to it. I think it was in, in line with what what they were trying to achieve, and that was pretty much, you know, the obscenity of the medical system back then, and what they did to people in 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 the name of medical progress. I mean, I did think maybe it was on the verge of being a bit weird tonally, going between something that was potentially quite serious and something that was very OTT, and. It reminded me a little bit about um, the Oscar-winning film from a couple of years ago, The Shape of Water, partly because it was like a, a pastiche set in the 1950s that borrowed quite a lot from Vertigo for the colour palette, but also because that film also seemed very tonally confused. There were some violent scenes and there were some fantasy scenes and it didn't quite gel for me and maybe this was a little bit like that for me but I get the feeling that you two liked it a bit more than I did I saw it more as a black comedy rather than a <laughs> it is it is I, I agree with that because there were some parts that were just like so as you say <laughs> over the top and they were kind of like I <laughs> what can I say <laughs> Yeah, but he like that. The scene where um where um Nurse Bucket asks out um uh Doctor Doctor, and then he immediately tries to hypnotise her into not wanting to go on his. <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> that was hilarious. that's like a little Britain sketch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, you want to go alone, and then she like snaps and is like, no, why would I want to do that? <laughs> yeah, there were some funny parts, and um, yeah. Yeah, it was um, it was funny in some places and horrific in others. But let's talk about Sarah Paulson, who previously was in another Ryan Murphy produced series, American Horror Story, and this is very much her programme. What did you think of the lead performance, Jay? I think she did really well. I mean, like she she did have that. Um, oh. I, I want to say push me, pull you kind of essence about her, which she's very conflicted. She wants to do, she knows the difference between right and wrong. And she does all of these horrific things, but it's still in her words, you know, you know, in the name of mercy, if you know what I mean. Um, but she is so manipulative, <laughs> unbelievably manipulative. Um, and, and very scheming as well. Um, I think she did really well as that character, um, just being, it almost felt like she herself had like a split personality as well. So, yeah. That wasn't really just well. um, 
to the writing. Sorry, what? That wasn't just down to the writing, making her inconsistent as a character. But I think that was part of her character was being inconsistent because, you know, she was just tormented herself. If, if uh, Considering it goes back to her childhood and it goes back to, you know, um, her um, being in foster homes and being abused and all of that jazz with her pseudo-brother pseudo-sibling um yeah it, it it's a very interesting tale um to see that to what it is now to, to the present time in, in the in the um the series so yeah I don't think she was inconsistent I think she was consistently inconsistent because that's her character okay and um Stephen, uh, same question to you. What do you think of Sarah Paulson and perhaps some of the other supporting actors in this? Yeah, um, I thought she was great. Uh, I don't know why she kept. She reminded me of Nicole Kidman for some reason. There's just something about her performance that I, kind of I could see Nicole Kidman playing like a similar thing. I don't. I know that is just me. I think it's her, it's her, probably her posture because she's got a very straight posture, very kind of astute, very kind of wooden kind of way of carrying yourself yeah 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 just, uh, yeah I, I thought it was very impressive yeah I, I and um her brother was of course played by a young Seth MacFarlane um did anyone not think he looked exactly like Seth MacFarlane <laughs> wow I didn't make that connection but now you mention it or Andy Sugden from Emmerdale but um he was an interesting character I mean it was kind of like his you know, he killed because of injustice, but he didn't just kill those people. I mean, he, oh, he only, yeah. at the beginning, he could have just killed for one priest that he had a problem with. But his yeah. whole, so you kind of, at some point, you had such sympathy for him. And then at other points, you just, he's very, yeah, he's been in the air, wasn't he? I suppose. But it's the same with um, Nurse Richard as well. It was, it was, uh, uh, for, for me, it was very, very similar. It's kind of like, you know, how justified is other things that she did as well. Um, also, I, I never um, other. Oh, shout out for Dolly. <laughs> Dolly, uh, yes, she was in Serpent as well. Yeah, and she got killed in that as well. Does she? Yeah. But two... she spent a, she she had a bit more screen screen time and wretched, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what a sexy idiot she was. Um, <laughs> a sexy idiot. <laughs> you sounded so wistful when you said that. Oh, what a sexy idiot she was. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, that was a genuinely erotic scene in that that first scene with her and um, and uh, uh, Edmund in the cell. Yeah. Kind of like okay, okay. Um, other, uh, oh, Sophie. Sophia Kendo. Oh yeah, she, she was actually good. She mm. was fantastic. As um, I mean, again, well. dramas have a have a real thing with multiple personality disorder, which mm. is not recognised as a proper thing yet, and yet the films get so much mileage out of it. Well, I <laughs> and, mean, I uh, couldn't speak to like how accurate you know portrayed the condition it that was, but it was a good yeah. performance. Very, very striking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was great. Uh, uh, Judy Davis is Nurse Bucket. 
her ups and downs throughout the seasons. You kind of. Can't I mean, her, the final twist, the way they took the character, was totally unbelievable. But I yeah. mean, she like carried that through as best she could. I think. And um, oh, shout out to the Sharon most Stone. Evil. Oh, Sharon. Let's oh, talk yeah. about Sharon Stone. Sharon we Stone. cannot get through this without mentioning her. It's an, <laughs> that's another thing that I think we can link to um, Vertigo is that. She's very, she played, I mean, the link is Kim Novak, but if you've ever seen um, the Angela Lansbury, Miss Marple film, in which um, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Taylor and Kim Novak are in. Yeah. yeah. Sharon Stone's performance here is like a, a, like a cover version of Kim Novak in that um, character in that film. And I think that, that might have been delivered. She's a very Kim Novak type performance from Sharon Stone. Which I thought it was great. That, that whole little storyline was funny. And and very and sad, obviously <laughs> funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that was my favourite bit of the whole series was Sharon Stone, <laughs> her storyline, all of that. It and just seemed son. to like capture the tone <laughs> that they seemed to be going for better than anything else. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, that whole family was kind of psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> It was very Silence of the Lambs as well. Like, um, what what went down there is like something Hannibal Lecter would do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a this is a series a series that this reminded me of is Hannibal, the uh, Mads Mikkelsen starring TV series, which has that similar kind of baroque over the top, yeah. bloody, um, you know, uh, quality to it. Uh, mm. they're, they're, but also they're, Hannibal the film and Hannibal the book which has the yeah. whole story of the revenge and they almost seem to lift that revenge idea from that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Who else? Oh, the governor played by um, Goma Pyle. Vincent Donfro. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was my, my favourite bad guy, I think, because he was just... Yeah, he's a great actor who... Could there be anyone more awful? He, Have you ever seen he, anyone more <laughs> He plays a very good asshole. He does. And but I mean he's like <laughs> never got the recognition he deserves, probably because he's so versatile. Because in full metal jacket, he was appeared to be obese, and then he almost immediately lost a lot of weight and was unrecognizable in other character roles. And because of that, I don't think he ever got the recognition he deserved. I until really, maybe recently. Yeah, I was really surprised with John Don Brions, who played um Dr. Hanover. I, oh, I saw yeah. him. I saw him. The first time I saw his work was actually in Miss Saigon in London, um, when he played the engineer. So he's right. actually got a he's actually got a very good singing voice as well. So he's done really well for himself to get onto a. Um, I believe he was something well. to do with High School Musical. It's not High School Musical. Glee is that right? Or am I oh, completely he? misremembering this? I don't remember him in in Glee. I, I, oh I no, American Horror Story. So it was another Ryan Murphy thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, but um, yeah, he, he fabulous performance in Miss Saigon as the engineer. Mm. Very good. Um, but that was my first introduction to him. So this is the first thing of of his work that I've seen on screen. Yeah, he was great. He's really. Yeah. Um, he was another one where you're kind of oh villain. Oh no, actually not. Oh yeah, absolutely yeah. <laughs> that. It was good how I, 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 I suppose Dominic might characterize it as, you know, bad writing, maybe that the characters seem quite, 
you know, they, they had a lot of good and bad points, which a lot of time the good points were on show and a lot of time the bad points were on show. And I, mm. I don't know if that's inconsistent writing or... They were, I think the main characters for me, they all were, they were all quite multifaceted. They were all kind yeah. of very... Oh, I don't know. You, 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 you could see some of the the torment, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, actually, a lot of the torment. Yeah, and Cynthia Nixon was in there as well. Um, so I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me a while to click that it was actually her. She didn't get a lot of luck in that in that series, did she? Apart from the end, mistletoe was that? Could she only get her cure at Christmas? Is that mm. um? So while we're talking about um, Cynthia Nixon, I guess we should mention the confusing motel. <laughs> I, 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 it clicked for me very, very much what the hotel was and, and the different entrances, but I, I think Stephen was rather confused very easily. <laughs> he was confused by which entrance was which. Well, it, it's just odd because she showed her... When she originally comes to the place, she shows that he's like, they look like little chalets. And I was like, okay, that's, that makes sense. But then later on, they're in this like hallway and I was in a nice hallway and I was, oh, where is that? I, I just, I couldn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> the hallway then, connected to the foyer with, with um, what's her name? Yeah, but um, it just seemed a bit, I, don't, I just didn't understand. I think I might have just misread the first scene that we see those chalets and just thought they were chalets. And that's just what happened. But um, yeah, and because of that, <laughs> through all that murder and mayhem, what you were yeah. actually thinking is, how does the fight connect to the hotel room? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then they brought another hotel in later, which confused me because they'd already said at the beginning that it was the only hotel in the town. So then I was thinking, is that another part of the same hotel? And <laughs> oh yeah, it was. We're talking about motels a lot in hour, I feel. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> because we were talking about Bates Motel, so we're basically we spent a full hour talking about something very niche, which is motels in US TV series that are prequels to films. <laughs> Wait, was it Bates Hotel or Motel? Bates, Bates. Motel. Oh wow! Okay. Have yeah. you never seen Psycho? You know what? I, I saw it so long ago. I don't even remember it. That's amazing that you didn't remember it. Okay, you remember some of this. So did you not enjoy this then, uh, Dominic? I, uh, yeah, I, I kind of binged it, but at the same time, it was like, it's so soapy and so campy at some yeah. points. I felt campy. like, it is very camp, isn't it? It's camp, it's over the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely camp, yeah. Have I, you, mean, I, yeah. I enjoyed it, but it was one of those, like... I questioned why I was watching it and enjoying it. <laughs> do you enjoy, do you like uh, one, th no, uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane? Yeah, I do. I mean, I like that whole kind of gothic OTT type thing. Yeah, see, I, I love that sort of stuff. And, and the, the series based on the making of that was also very... Oh, sure. I haven't seen that, so... I guess okay, I that's great. You should watch that. Um, but yeah, I, I love, yeah, I can, I can happily watch this sort of trash. But <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It, I, I did find it a bit it's trashy, good, and it's good quality trash. It is good quality, but at the same time, it's I've noticed a few things recently, like um, 
like The Shape of Water, like Green Book, which is another winner of the best picture, which just seemed to have like strip mined Vertigo for the okay. look without yeah. having any of the depth or content. But yeah, I, I liked it. When it's weird because it is kind of trashy, and I think that's fair to say. But at the same time, when we start talking about the individual things like the performances, yeah. there's a lot of good work in there. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And yeah, the art direction is good as well, even though it's so intrusive. It's like too over the top, but it is good. Oh, I enjoyed it. I I liked the, the arty farty side of it. <laughs> Oh, it's like it's cartoony it's though, isn't it? Like in the 1950s, people didn't actually live in something that resembled that. <laughs> Probably not. But you know, this is like 2021, so <laughs> it's 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 like Murphy watched one further cuckoo's nest, and then that night had a dream about it, a prequel, and then thought that was a pretty <laughs> dream. And I'm pretty well known in this industry. <laughs> That's kind of- <laughs> So it like it didn't quite miss, miss the shot a hundred percent with you then, Dom. It I it's redeeming features. I mean, Just it's the redeeming features is that I enjoyed it. I guess although it yeah. somehow. Oh. Oh, so you did enjoy it. <laughs> okay. I did enjoy it. I just questioned <laughs> why I was enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> it's entertaining, and it did did it keep you interested though? It kept your attention. It did, by and large, keep my attention. Like, there you through go. Some it's done its job. Terms. It did it, do its job. Yeah. It hooked you and hooked you good. Just one uh, point of trivia, but I don't know if uh, um, uh, Jamie knows, but um, the actress that plays Dolly and was also in um, uh, the Serpent. Serpent, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's Jane Campion's daughter. Oh, really? Oh, really? Didn't know that. No, did not know that. Da, 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 I win. Alex Eng- Englert. So where, where's because her, her her name is a- Alice Englert. So yes, where did the is Englert her father's oh, her yeah, yeah. father's name? Jamie, are you listening? Are you looking forward to season two? I am actually because I I want to know what happens to her because it's it's like in in parts of it it was like you know she deserves to she she deserves something bad to happen. And then on other parts, it's like, oh, she's just doing it, you know, to, you know, yeah, to yeah. be merciful or to be helpful or, to, well, to help your brother. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, um, I'd be interested to see where it goes, especially now that she's in a relationship. Yeah, can I just say one thing? Did anyone else think that the plan to euthanize her brother? Did anyone actually think that was her plan or was that just her plan to kind of keep on until she figures out what to really do? Because that's what I thought. Mm. Mm, A holding plan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I I thought. So here's her, his revenge now on her. It's kind of misplaced because I don't, because all he heard was this kind of pre-plan from um, Nurse Bucket. But I don't think she really meant to do that. I, I think she was trying to think of a way of getting him out of there. But that was like, just like pretending that she he's dying or yeah, he's, he's had erection. Because I mean, that, yeah, because that because that was the re- was the plan was to say that he had a, a bad reaction to the drug. Yeah, yeah, um, but I don't think that was the plan. I think that was just what she had in, to, until yeah. she thought of the way to actually do it. 
I thought so, that was the plan just to try and get him out of the mental um, hospital so that he, oh, okay. she, she could get him out of there. But then who knows? And then and then, then Bucket fucked it up by saying that she wanted to euthanize him, which, of course, is very different from feigning death. Ah, uh, fuck it, Bucket. <laughs> that, that's the spin-off show. <laughs> but they do like a, a Better Call Saul spin-off. It's going to be called <laughs> Fuck It, Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> if Ryan Murphy is listening, we will want um, some royalties for that idea. <laughs> yeah, so who knows how it's going to go in season two because the brothers showing up, although at the same time there appear to be some loose ends that have been tied up with the relationships with Bucket and also between Sarah Paulson and the Cynthia Nixon character, that seems to have been tied up at the same time. And I apologise for the spoilers. The hospital is completely out of action, so they'll be moving on to a completely new location, presumably. How is it going to pan out? I mean, they've lost half, more than half their cast as well, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I think season two, if, if there is a season two, is just going to start with a whole new cast and she's going to be in another hospital. I mean, that's the only way I can see it going. And mayhem will ensue. She's very good at getting yes. jobs at nurse, despite having no training. So I have every confidence she'll turn up in another hospital. Yeah. Well, she, she kind of relies on people not doing checks, right? Yeah. Yeah, you've got to say that kind of changes the um, the idea of the character of Ratchet, that she's not even qualified. Whereas yeah, in yeah. One Flow Over the Cuckoo's Nest, she's the embodiment of the system. Exactly, yeah. Which is why I don't think they should really be related. Well, maybe she gets gets her qualification. Um, she like retrospectively applies for one. Yeah, that would be like a bit of a lull in the middle of the season where <laughs> she like gets the qualification. Well, maybe season two starts with her graduating for real, because I mean, like I can imagine that um, um, Cynthia Nixon's character, uh, Gwendolyn, um, you know, she seems like the uh, nurturing, encouraging, supportive type, and. I wouldn't be surprised if she turned around and said, maybe you should become a nurse, a real nurse. She's already been shot and had cancer. I don't think Cynthia Nixon's character is long for this world. You think she's <laughs> going to die now? The, the plot wants to get her off and yet somehow she keeps surviving. So I, I think season two might get her. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> final, final thoughts. Um, Jay, are you going to stay with this if there's a season two? I think I will, actually, because I'd, I'd really like to see where it goes. And maybe I should watch um, Cuckoo's Nest as well. I, I was going to ask that. That was going to be my next question. Well, I've already answered it, so don't answer, ask it then. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thanks for right, asking that question. Uh, yeah, no, so I'll, I'll probably do a bit more homework and watch um, Cuckoo's Nest and go from there. And Stephen, final thoughts. Are you going to stay with Ratchet? Yeah, I think, yeah, well, I, I did. I enjoyed it more than I should have done. And, um, yeah, and it, I might even check out American Horror Story because for some reason I've never seen it, even though it seems exactly up my street. I've never, um, I've never watched it, so I might go back and give that a try as well. Well, if, if you want to see the guy from Maroon 5 get his arm ripped off within minutes of an episode starting, American Horror Story is the show for you. 
Okay, cool. Because my friends were in it, and they, they kind of got into it early, and then they kept talking about it all the time, and I was like, I don't know, I can't be bothered now. So you're usually attitude to things. I preferred being an, annoyed by their conversations about it than actually going and watching it so I could join in. I think that says something about my personality, but perhaps isn't good, but also makes me the special person I am. Mm. And we <laughs> love you just the way you are. Mm. Mm. Oh, to be fair, that is how 50% of people feel about Doctor Who, so you're just getting your own back on the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so our recommendation is give it a try. Watch the original One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest by all means, because it is an all-time classic, which you ought to see. And possibly, if you want something else that Ryan Murphy was involved in, watch the assassination of Gianni Versace, because that was a brilliant miniseries. And nothing like this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like the one before that, the, um, the, the AJ Simpson one. That was great, too. Yeah, really yeah. well done. Okay, so that just about wraps it up for Ratchets. We've wrapped up Ratchets. So thank you for joining me, Stephen. No problem. Jay, thank you so much as always. Thanks for having me. This has been Geek Sweat, Review Sweat. We'll see you all very soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>